This is Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Spreading like this. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a brand new episode of Marking Out, pro wrestling and talk by pro wrestling fans. You are listening to episode 169, and I find it funny, I find it so funny that everybody tunes in week after week to listen, to listen to me. Brandon, you can follow me on Twitter at BTTG161. You can follow Dave. You can follow him on Twitter, too. You can follow him at DaveTheRave underscore M-O. I'm doing awesome as always. Dave, how are you doing? I'm actually kind of freaked out right now. Um, but besides that, I am ready for another awesome podcast. Yeah, so that's right. You can follow us on Twitter at Marking Out. You already know that. You can find, listen, past episodes, future episodes, MarkingOut.com, or iTunes, Stitcher Radio. Like I said, this is episode 169. Go like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Out. Yeah, let's uh, get this party started on a Saturday night. There you go. (laughs) All right, kicking off with Ben. I hate that I did that, by the way. Nah. Hey, guys. Nice show this week yet again. I agree with Brandon that Heyman talking about Brock Lesnar defeating the streak continuously is to build up to the uh, rivalry with Cesaro versus Brock. If this match was to take place, do you think it would be good? Who do you think would come out on top? I would say Brock, considering he just beat the streak, so he needs to keep the streak going. Steam. Uh, yes, and yes, steam. If that is. Brock Lesnar came back and defeated Antonio Cesaro, if the two should wrestle, I would be so furious because you have one guy, Brock Lesnar, who just defeated The Undertaker's undefeated streak after he was 21-0, and 0, and you're going to have him come back and defeat Antonio Cesaro, who basically has nothing in his hand. Yeah, it's not really that much of an accomplishment. Like, I mean, not to say anything wrong, but it's not that much of an accomplishment. What? Uh, to defeat Cesaro. Right. It needs to be, to elevate Cesaro's career, Antonio Cesaro needs to defeat Brock Lesnar if they square off. I'm still trying to get behind the fact that Lesnar hasn't appeared on uh, WWE television since defeating the streak. I think no, that he did one. Did he? Uh, I think on Matt Ron, that was it. But even still, I think that he has to appear more often now. I mean, I feel like he's really losing a lot of steam, and they could have done it, so much with it. He's clearly just like The Rock, except he's going nowhere. Like, where did he go? Gazuntite. Oh, excuse me, sorry. <laughs> Next question, comment we have from Justin. Hey guys, awesome podcast as always. I have a question about WWE 2K15. What do you want the theme of it to be? WWE 13 had Attitude Era. 
WWE 2K14 had WrestleMania moments. I'm hoping for the invasion and ruthless aggression. Keep up the amazing work at Awesome256. That's a tough one to predict. I mean, I I don't know. I don't know which direction they would go in. It's, it's, it's weird because if you do the ruthless aggression era, how do you do it without Kurt Angle? How do you do it without Chris Benoit? How do you Benoit? do it without, yeah, even even so, even Chris. He was, I mean, you may not want to, I mean, you may be one of those fans that are really hateful towards everything that took place, but he was still a big part of that era. Right, so if they could get Kurt Angle for a Ruthless Aggression era, and I understand leaving out Benoit, I'd be perfectly fine with that. Yeah. I would love a WCW and ECW, like a themed uh, something to revolve around them. If you're going to yeah. do an invasion type of game, I would love to see guys that weren't part of the invasion as well, sort of as like an off script type of thing. And then again, guys like Perry Saturn, who were already in WWE at that time, who didn't do the invasion stuff, but still wrestled that era. I, I would like the to radicals see... in the game. Yeah, exactly. I mean, of course, my, I mean, I would like, but of course, Benoit. I would love to see stuff like, if, if you're going to do stuff like that, Eddie Guerrero to have a mullet, but then if you're going to do Ruthless Aggression as well, from the time frame, what, 2001 to 2006, yeah. maybe? Eddie Guerrero's got to have short hair as well. Well, I, w- I would put it in two separate games. I mean, I, mean, I would... I two separate games. The Invasion and Ruthless Aggression. Games coming out. That, but that's one era. Like, think about the Attitude but Era was like 96 could... to, to 1999-ish, 2000-ish. I don't know. I feel like they could make two games out of it, though. I mean, what are they going to do? They're going to run out of ideas. I mean, you can't have an era per game. So then they come back with story mode. That's I, I hope so. I was a big fan of that. But, like, even, like, guys like Perry Saturn, there's something that, like, I would like to see it. Three stages of Saturn type of thing. Yeah. Not that I would see that ever happening. But... I want to see guys, like, if they do the invasion, I want to see, like, Tommy Dreamer, Rhino. Yeah. I want to see these ECW guys, but I also want to see the WCW ones like uh, Lance Storm. I would love to see Canyon in a game. I, I don't think that would ever happen. I've, like, it's funny. Like, I wish I watched Canyon a lot more when I was younger because the more that I watch it currently, the more I'm such a fan of his work. He yeah. was really a talented, very talented wrestler. Yeah. Um, the next comment question is from Jasmine. Hey, guys, great show as always. I thought that what you said about Rusev's size was very interesting. I do think that his agility makes him stand out a little more. And yes, I agree that he stands out more than Big E. He also get, uh, got the foreigner character going on and he's, uh, he's got the wonderful Lana by his side. Right now, I think he's quite—he's quite all right. It's, I, it's Lana. Yeah, Lana. Sorry. Did you? Did you? Uh, I'm trying to read this from afar, like squinting. Every time you hear, he's got the now. He's got. <laughs> he's got. Do you beat? just automatically think he's got the whole world oh, in his hand? I thought no? no. I was going with he's got the beat. He's got the beat. Yeah, isn't that a song? He's. You, yeah, he's. You, got, no, it's you've got the. They got they, the beat. They got the beat. They got the beat. <laughs> all right. Um, that proves how old you are. Yeah, right. I just know from classic conversations <laughs> or whatever. Right now, I think he's quite all right. I have noticed that he is a bit on the shorter side, but it hasn't been an issue for me at all. I never really thought of it as an issue until you guys you mentioned this it. on the podcast. <laughs> you ruined so it. So now I'm wondering if any other fans see it as well. All right. I think that's enough of my rambling. 
So thanks again for the awesome episodes, and I can't wait to hear what you guys have to say about the events on Raw this past week at Reverse and Massage. Um, yeah, it, it really is something that just stands out whenever I watch a Rusev match. But like I said, he has that agility going for him. He has that foreigner character. He has a, a mouthpiece with him, and eye candy, I guess, uh, with the valet. I, I, I think he has something good going on. I do too, except these fans just don't, not not going to say every single fan, because I'm a fan, Dave's a fan, we like it, but there's just the, the overall... I think it's going to take a, once he gets into the ring with uh, Ryback, once he def- starts to defeat these like bigger names... he's going to defeat, even go up against Ryback. That's what I'm, uh, that's what I actually see, I see, but then, but he's a heel though, he can't, I don't know, what would you do? Because... As a like the monster that he is right now, he is a bad like he's kind of a natural bad guy. But when you put him up against like you could put him up against Mark Henry, and of course Mark Henry's going to be the guy. He's he's going to put him over. I could see that being one of his feuds. But when you put him up against someone like Ryback or some one of these larger heel wrestlers, like I said a while back or a few weeks ago, whatever, I just see him turning into that next Ryback character where. Ryback, here he is, is on top. He's go, oh my God, feed me more, feed me more. And then just deflating like a balloon and he's just nothing now. I don't know. I, I really, I don't see them uh, deflating his character They're already much. doing that. I don't think so. They're already doing that by I having think... him do these repetitive things. It doesn't make sense. I'm not impressed watching him do the same thing over and over again. I How am could not you be either. impressed? So... I'm, not, I'm not impressed with what... Like, he's showing power in the ring, but when you're on the same card as Cesaro, you're really seeing the difference. Like, the natural strength of Cesaro, how he's lifting up the, uh, his opponents, while Rusev's not lifting him up in the same manner. Right. Like, Cesaro, you could watch and you're and like, I wow, think, that's natural and strength, I and still, Rusev, they're doing it. I still really do think that there is sloppiness to Rusev. Well, I mean, he still has a lot of work to do. There's no, I don't think anybody's going to argue that one. Right. I'm not. Uh, thank you very much for your comments and questions. That's all we got this week. Um, let's move on to with the podcast. Let's TNA you want to do? Yeah, let's do TNA. We're gonna do the first segment, uh, mainly TNA and independent wrestling. But I promise y'all it'll be good. What the? <laughs> what was that? How did she get in here? I don't know. I just have voice clips from her right at this point, right? <laughs> and that's all we have of her today. Um, all right, so TNA sacrifice took place. On no, was there a title change? Yeah, the t- the tag team championships. Yeah, uh, the Wolves defeated DJ Z and the Bromance in, in a match in that- a no DQ two on three handicap match. Yeah, um, Anderson defeated Samuel Shaw in a committed match. Which, by the way, I don't know if Anderson Anderson had the blonde hair on this pay per view or on Impact, but now I'm pretty sure he's got blonde hair again. I, I was actually a fan of this match. I'm a fan of the character of Samuel Shaw. I but, thought the end was a little bit what, predictable, though. What happened? Like, what was the end it of the was, match? It was like an ambulance match, except the back of the ambulance was padded. Like how the inside, when you open up the door, it's pa- it's uh, like a padded room. I wish I knew somebody who that's that's been committed before, because <laughs> I wonder if they show up with a padded ambulance. Um, I wonder. I, really I don't know. Do. I don't I don't think they, they would. I, they I think they would though. cuff. I would think that they would... Have them in chains or something? Yeah, chains. You can't put a. Well, Why not? Purse. They're fucking nuts. 
Yeah. You can't put a nut person in chains. You still have to control their hands and feet. So you lock them up. Not, yeah, that's what Not I'm chains. You lock them up in like cuffs, like tight cuffs. And then you got, then if they bounce around the thing, you got to put a, they have to be in some sort of padding, I would assume. I don't know, but Shaw definitely bounced around the thing when uh, Anderson hit a mic, sh- mic check on him. Uh, and Christy Hemi kind of gave, I don't know, gave him what he didn't want. And uh, she's, she's no longer announcing, right? Uh, it hasn't been for the longest time. I don't know. Whoa. Don't do that again. Sorry. Um, Which I found out today. I was listening to Billy Joel, and there was a demo song that was not the longest time, but it was the same exact medley, which later got turned into the longest time. Interesting. Yeah, that's your little Long Island music history fact for you. What other match you want to hit? Oh, might as well. I don't know. Sonata defeated Tigre Uno. I actually was. That was probably my favorite match on the card. I think just because it's ex, it's X Division wrestling. That was the match that we just watched. Uh, some of it, yeah. Now, you thought that he had something dangerous with his leg. Uh, yeah, they were doing. Oh, it's like a capture. Capture suplex, like a modified yeah, was, capture suplex yeah. with the head involved. It was like a capture suplex belly to belly. Capture Almost. suplex. Yeah, but it, capture suplex. I think they release it. Uh, I don't know. At least from what I don't know. Whatever. I'm just a terrible wrestling fan. That but he, I guess like when he did it, it looked like to me, it looked like his uh, Sonata's leg jammed into the ring. And I just thought it would look potentially dangerous. I don't know. Yeah. Um. There was uh, Gunner versus Storm in an I Quit match. It, it just it was a good match, but then the end. I hate. I hate that Storm and Gunner are okay with the endings of their matches because they really shouldn't be. <laughs> because they put um, on good matches that have shitty endings. Yeah. Um, but where does James Storm even go from here? I don't know, but he's looking old. Yeah. He's starting to show show his age. Wow, she's like only like 31. He might be. Who knows? <laughs> Maybe he'll team up with Braden Walker, I was going to say. <laughs> um, yeah, the end of this match happened when, uh, when Gunner took a shard of glass and started like did he not even for two seconds put it against uh, Storm's forehead and then Storm yelled, I quit? Stupid. Like, yeah. Stupid. I feel like an I quit type of thing you need to at least do like more than, I don't know. You gotta, you're, you're Yeah, I mean, match. after going through all of that, you're gonna, you're gonna put, quit because put, a, got glass put like a face. piece of glass to a forehead and you're gonna just throw in the towel right there. Yeah, speaking of throwing in towels, the knockout championship was on the line. Where Angelina Love defeated Madison Rain to become the new Knockouts champion. Six-time Knockout champion. Is that the record? That is not the record. I don't know what the record is. Well, um, but yeah, uh, we had some distractions by Velvet Sky though. Yeah. Uh, spraying spraying Madison Rain in the face with some hairspray, and the referee once again overselling, looking like shit. I really hate these referees, specifically that these referee. Referees or... It may just be that referee. I think that's the same. Well, referee no, you for... said you said you hated Brian Hebner. Yeah, no, I do hate Hebner. So, all right, so know. maybe it's just TNA referees that I really do not like. I do not like the way that they oversell everything. I do not like them in a car. I do not like them on a train. Angelina no. Love has the record of six, and Madison Rain has five. Congratulations, tied with Tara. I, I haven't even heard anything updated with Tara in regards to WWE. No, in regards to WWE. She owns a restaurant in Chicago. Oh, thanks. What is it called? 
the squared circle. There you go. It's a pizza place. You guys should check it out. I've never I actually want to go there. I've never point. been there, but I heard a Jim Ross pizza there is really good. Um, so I would be down to eat. I that. guess we're talking about shitty referees. So let's hit the... Let's hit Bobby Roode versus Bully Ray, shall we, in a tables match? Yeah, let's talk about... First, okay, Dixie Carter uh, was posing as one and of the Daniel photographers. Bryan with glasses. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, she pushed Bully Ray through a, a group of tab- uh, two tables. A groupon of tables. Groupon of tables. <laughs> it just looked bad to me. A two for one. Two for one deal, but it was bad to me. I mean, you, you didn't mind it, though. I, it was... It looked... I don't know. She went, she pushed him off, where you could kind of see that she pushed him off, but you also see that bully well, Ray yeah, jumped. bully jumping. But it, it reminds me of the WrestleMania. I just watched WrestleMania 17, and to me, one of the best matches of all time is the Raven-Big Show Kane match, the Hardcore Championship match. That is a good match. The ending of that match, though, Big Show lifts Raven up over his head out by the Titan Tron. And Kane comes in and, like, I don't even think Kane connects. It doesn't look like Kane connects with the big boot. And Big Show just, like, wobbles over and falls with Raven. And that's what it kind of reminded me of, where it was, like, a forced fall, kind of. Yeah. But Why can't like, they just do falls like Shane McMahon? Yeah. Seriously. Um, but, but, yeah, let's speaking, get out yeah, the end of, of the false match. Falls, though. The end of the mm-hmm. match. Bully Ray went to power Bob Roode through a table. and He picked him up. And Dave's favorite referee was in that match. Piece his, of shit. I guess Bobby Roode's feet were supposed to connect with the referee, but the referee wasn't in place. Yeah, he wasn't in place nor anywhere close to being hit. And the referee knew he screwed up. And instead of trying to go with it, like I maybe he's... I don't know how you would go with that, like without being screwed. Uh, he ended up, I guess... To thinking, yeah, he he started like doing a strutter step. It wasn't and like a stutter, like, strutter. Was it, it, it strutter a, step or stutter I step? I don't know. I've never heard that. But he ever. did multiple steps at one time. It just it looked like he knew he was screwed. Yeah, he like fell back. And he didn't know what to do, and then fell back, and then was out in the corner. Meanwhile, and the commentary sold it up. So that makes me look stupid as a fan watching that. First of all, yeah, I we think. just saw this. Second of all, the referee. That looks us. That makes us look even more stupid if we believe that he's knocked out. I just think it was. Yeah. Um. I guess let's get on. Oh, yeah. yeah. Rude one. Yeah. Um. Let's get on to the main event. Kurt Eric, Angle and oh, Willow teamed up to defeat <laughs> Ethan Carter the Third and Rockstar Spud. I'm disappointed. I actually think EC3 and Spud should have won this match. I do too. I think that I really love what they have going, and I want to see more of them. And I think that this, if they picked up the victory, it would have helped them out a lot. And I still hate the fact that uh, Willow uses Jeff Hardy. Like, Willow is Jeff Hardy. But, yeah, but what do you want? You're going to say that No, I want, I want, yeah, I wanted... That I was wanted, his moveset. I, yeah, I know. I want, <laughs> but I still wanted, I didn't want, I wanted Willow, not Willow, not Jeff Hardy right. as real Willow. Right. Um, main event, you had Eric Young defending the championship against Magnus. And now on to TNA Wrestling Impact. Um, yeah, Eric, Eric Young, Young one. Yeah. Um, I still can't stand this entire thing. Like they, I love the fact that TNA claims that it's not because Daniel Bryan is champion in WWE that they're doing all of this. Yet there, it's like, why else would you do this right at this current time? And apparently, the the morale in the locker room is very 
like everyone's very confused at it. Like they're very happy for Eric Young that he's finally getting this opportunity and as champion, but they just don't get it. It's it seems forced. It really does. So did Magnus's title run out, in my opinion. Magnus's title run, I think, was I think it was legit ruined by Dixie Carter and her selfishness. Yeah. Her selfishness of putting her in the spotlight and on television as often as she did instead of Magnus. Um, Impact Wrestling, we had a few matches that took place. None of them really worth speaking of, correct? <laughs> I don't think so. I mean, the, I mean, not even that's worth it, but that segment with the beautiful people where they got, what, embarrassed, I guess, by getting stripped. Yeah, they wear Brittany nothing out to the ring. Yes, they wore um, they wore the same amount of clothing. So then next week, I guess, is an evening gown match. Yeah, and then Eric Young uh, defended his championship successfully against uh, Bobby Roode. Um, you also had the de- I guess the debut. Yeah, the debut of Kenneth Cameron of the the Ascension. Um, what was he going under? Brom. Uh, Brom. Brom. Something like that. Um, but yeah, Ken Cameron of the formerly of the Ascension from WWE NXT. Um, we also saw another promo of the Menagerie. Menagerie. Yeah, that's how I would pronounce it at least. Um, apparently, you have this group with Nux, and I'm actually interested in seeing this. It, I'm always a big fan of Carney stuff, and this being of Carney, uh, uh, Carney's yeah, Carney storyline, I guess. Yeah, not descent, but... uh, Carney gimmick. Um, which is kind of weird and awkward to see Nux in this kind of, like, is it, does it make sense to you that Nux is in this kind of carny-ish thing? The only, I don't know, the only, I guess his look is kind of carny. I mean, maybe if they play it off as if he was the, like, uh, promoted as, like, the strongest man or something like that at a carnival. Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, you have, apparently they're gonna have the freak, you have Rebel right now, you're gonna have the freak... Uh, apparently Rob Terry may end up being the freak. Rob Terry, uh, you have this guy, K- Crazy Steve. Uh, what, if, what if it's really Scott Steiner? Whoa. Oh. Alright, the only thing that's going to get me to mark the hell out is if Kazarni Simbodi is why, in this. I don't understand why TNA wouldn't put him in this. I am just, I'm like such a Kazarni mark. I just, so, just because so, I so like the gimmick. I'm so disappointed WWE didn't uh, let that ride out. And they had, he didn't have a bad match. No. And those promos, uh, hype, the hype promos were, uh, I thought were amazing. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's just because uh, like, I love Carney stuff. I love. What about Wilson? Good stuff. Funny. <laughs> uh, I love like the old, like I love oddities. I love oddities. I love freak shows. I love all of those. What about Wicked Clowns? How are you going to say that line and not say wicked clowns. Wicked clowns. Yeah, uh, freak shows, peep shows, no. wicked clowns. I don't know. I'm I'm just all into that, so I'm very I'm interested in seeing where this goes. Yeah. Uh, we also had I guess on the side, uh, CZW Two Infinity took place. The only title match that is um, that we had a title change was the Beaver Boys lost their tag team championships to the Juicy Product, David Starr and JT Dunn. Uh, Beaver Boys being Alex Reynolds and uh, John Silver. Johnny Silver. John Silver, number John one. John Silver. Speaking of John Silver, number one, uh, Pro Wrestling Syndicate took place this past weekend in Rahway, New Jersey. Uh, PWS Spring Breakdown. That it did. And uh, Silver def- successfully defended his uh, 
PWS Tag Team Championships with alongside Pat Buck against the Reynolds brothers. Yeah, defeating Kyle and Alex Reynolds. Yeah. The uh, other other half of the Beaver Brothers. Yeah, Beaver Brothers? Be the Beaver Boys. <laughs> hey Beaver there, Boys. Dale and Nabbit, whatever their names are. The Angry Beavers. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, we had Devin Moore taking on Eddie Kingston. Uh, taking on and successfully winning, I should say. Yeah, we also had... Which, I mean, is there such thing as successfully... Sex, sex, like, is success. there, like, of course winning is going to be successfully winning, right? Success... Uh, Craig Steele, Delroy Alexander, Chris Dixon, and Tommy O'Malley defeated the Untouchables. Uh, this is very surprising. Uh, and but, after the match, yeah. after the match, man, oh man, we had the three-on-one beatdown of Chris Payne. Mr. Payne, the Untouchables, kicked him out. I don't know how they could do that. Wow. That's messed up. Um... I'm definitely intrigued to see, are they going to replace him with someone else? Who is Chris Payne going to align himself with some other people to go against them? I don't know. Only time will tell. Will they? Will he bring back the BWO to help him out? <laughs> what can happen in PWS? Anything. Sky's the limit. You want to hit that match number one or leave that? Match number one. We had uh, Mario Bokura defeating Homicide via submission. Of course, Mario is undefeated. I feel like we see Homicide a lot, and we don't realize it on live shows. Yeah. Um, we I thought you were talking about the actual event. Of... No, no, homis- the event of a Homicide? No. Uh, we also had Matt McIntosh retain the PWS Suicide Six-Way title uh, against Damian Gibbs, the lifeguard, the TDS... The drunk, I mean, the drunken swash bout, bu- buckler. buckler. Uh, what are you drinking? Uh, Starman and uh, Shinron the Spirit Dragon. No, I just saw the drunken swash buckler. I'm like, damn it, that's so <laughs> long to say right now. Yeah. Uh, Arkham destroyed Little Mac. I mean, uh, come on. Yeah. Why are you going to step in the ring with Arkham? Yeah. Arkham is. is Arkham. A beast. Yeah, he's yeah. a beast. You do not, I think you're stupid if you get in the ring with him. The Heavenly Bodies teamed up with Fala, taking on Craven Varro and CPA and uh, Revolting Blob. Once again, the Heavenly Bodies and Fala defeating Craven and his team. Uh, after the match, they took out uh, Fala, laid out Craven. I'm very happy about this for the fact that I'm happy to see Fala in a kind of a destruction, uh, a destructive character. Uh, destructive wrestler, you know what I mean? Yeah. As opposed to uh, the happy as a, guy. As, a, as opposed to a fan favorite or something? Yeah, some of that. And I guess this sets up for uh, next event. I guess it'll be uh, Fala versus Craven Varro. After, I mean, last event too, we saw Fala take out Craven. He's got so, a problem with Craven. Yeah. Uh, we also had Dan Moff defeating Lance Hoyt, uh, coming in from New Japan Pro Wrestling. Um, yeah, with the Bernie Hammer, no surprise there. Dan Moff yeah, is a, on a tear. He's also a beast. Yeah, Dan Moff is on a tear. There's no way anybody's going to defeat him. Which only leads me to want to see him versus the champion. Yeah. And then uh, the, the main event, the championship match between the champion Bonesaw and the challenger Kevin Matthews. Um, the match was happening. And yeah, it officially started. About 20 minutes into the match or so, music hits, 
and Mario Bokura comes out with the on the spite on the spot championship whatever on the spot title shot title shot that he won because he won the on the top title shot (laughs) for a rumble it's difficult to say yeah yeah so he inserted himself into the match bonesaw was laid out and he locked that arm bar on kevin matthews and kevin tapped out and we have a new world champion or new pws champion in Mario Bokura. I think we've said it on the podcast that we saw him in this role as a champion. Yeah. Once he switched gimmicks, uh, once he came out debuting this mean side of him, uh, we saw him going straight to the top. Yeah. And I'm very excited. We couldn't be happier for him. Uh, but I'm more excited to see him versus Dan Moff at some point. Well, as of right now, Bonesaw is still somewhat undefeated. Because he was not the one that lost that match. So you're telling me when he got himself in the match, it was made into a triple threat? Yeah, I guess so. Interesting. And uh, he came out on top. Next event, we'll see uh, May 17th. We'll see a, uh, a contract signing between the two. But we'll speak more about that next week on Marking Out 170. Um, I guess moving on from there, we had NYWC. What's wrong? Nothing. Well, you always I don't know. You that. keep on looking at me like it's thinking. My 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 gears are turning. I gotta think say, less. Think less. There you go. Good job. All right, NYWC. April Rains took place, and we attended. April and rain. it was April Rains. April rain. April rains. Is it rain or rains? Is it is it Luther Reigns or Roman Reigns? Madison or April Reigns? No, it's a, it's Madison Rain. Madison Rain? Is it Madison Reigns? Mason Rain? I don't know. I have no idea. I don't know. I used to say that instead of Mason Ryan, Mason Rain by accident. Mason Rain, was that ever his name? Who knows? It's gonna stay in the show. <laughs> Who knows? I don't know. <laughs> but April Rain took place this past weekend. Uh the show opened up. Commissioner Vitko came out. Did we did we mention that we attended it? Yeah. Or not yet? Yeah, we it was through our spiel. Oh, that stuck in there. Yeah. All right. Yeah, <laughs> we were there. I loved it. I thought it was awesome. Yeah, Dave. No, nah, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> Why? What are you gonna say? Why you didn't, no, you didn't gonna, love it? No, I did you like didn't it. Didn't have fun? No, I was just gonna say Dave fapped to it, but I I hate when people the internet that's like that's stupid. Yeah, fuck them. But Vico came out, basically, uh, he came out with Casanova Valentine. Uh, basically just shot all over the place. Yeah, really taking, I guess, shooting all over the place. It was pretty crazy. <laughs> really, bro? <laughs> he's, he basically said wrestling is fake. He doesn't care about anything. He, he doesn't, he's going to get yelled at anyway, so he's going to curse. He doesn't care. Yeah, he was pretty much going on about how everything isn't real, and... He just has a lack of, I don't know, care. He appointed, so. he's like, I don't even care about being commissioner. Sign guy, you could be commissioner for all I care. So, I mean, is Jason Linick? Yeah, is Jason Linick the former special guest of marking out the commissioner of NYWC? Time will tell. Perhaps. I guess we shall find out. But, Does uh, he even know? No. Should we text him? I don't know. Like, find out. But Kip came out. Because he wanted to bury the hatchet with Vitko. And Kip asked why he doesn't have a match. Because he really wanted a match. And Vitko basically just said that you're a joke, Kip. Kip's a joke or whatever. 
And uh, which I think the fans disagreed. I mean, the guy Francis Kiplin Stevens is the former NYWC Fusion champion. I mean, I, I think that right there stands for something. Yeah. And uh, he got attacked from behind. Yeah. So uh, Jamie Van uh, Van Lemire came in through the crowd, attacking him from the. Yeah, like from yeah, I saw myself. <laughs> <laughs> Came through the crowd and attacked him. Uh, then Casanova Valentine hit this nasty. Well, after I, well, Jay, what is it? What the Van Van, Van Lemire hit a cartwheel into a super kick on Kip. Yeah, was Kip cool little turned around and then Casanova grabbed him by the face with a claw. Yeah, iron clawed that and lifted him up. By his face and hit like a choke slam type of move, but to the face, like basically it, just tearing him apart. I thought it looked really sick. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Kip was left laying there, hopeless, helpless, weak, power, powerless. Yeah. Done. So that happened. Um. Then you had Tony Nese versus the Grim Reefer. This was actually a good match. Yeah. I um, mean, what can you not? I mean, I've never not. I'm actually very happy because usually I come, I get to the shows a little bit late. We don't need to know what you do. (laughs) (laughs) Too bad I had to keep on talking. That would be right. Um, Usually I get to the shows a little bit late. So, but I, I, so I was actually able to watch the the promo with Vidco on the computer. Um, But the opening match, I got it there while it was uh, taking place. It was awesome. It was very technical. Yeah. And Tony Nese ended up picking up the victory. Yeah, Grim Reefer nailed the nasty uh, Randy Orton-esque DDT that I yeah. thought looked really, really good. But, I mean, if you could do, I think, any move to knees, and it could be sold like a million bucks, just like Ziggler. Do you sell a million bucks or what? Yeah, can you give it? I don't know. Give a million bucks? Um, Chris Rivera that. next up, defending the Starlet Championship against Marty Bell. This was not going to be a typical hardcore match or anything that Chris Rivera would be used to being the queen of CCW Combat Zone Wrestling. Um, Marty Bell made that known. And Marty Bell picked up the victory, but it's because she had the legs on the ropes. She was in the ring celebrating, and none other, one of my favorite wrestlers, Rick Cataldo, comes out. Is he the... Is he? I don't get it. Is he the like the commissioner? No, of the not he, no. J- just came out and spoke. So how does like, he get like say? I, I, I think know. I think he was just pointing out to the referee. Oh, yeah. So the match got restarted, and, and right away, uh, uh, Rivera nailed the spear right on Marty Bell. Yeah, and picked up the victory. Yeah, and uh, afterwards, Rick Cataldo was celebrating with Chrissy. And then, boom, hits her with the championship. Says that he wants his part. He wants to be champion. Yeah, kind of. He deserves And then he stares into the Starlet Championship kind of, like, with a little obsessiveness. And, like, he wants that championship back. I mean, yeah. I mean, we we haven't seen Cataldo and NYWC in quite a long time right now. Yeah. Um, And I, I think if you don't know Rick Cataldo, I think you should go check him out. Yeah, one I I love the uh, interactions with the fans and in the ring. Yeah, great great shit. We also had uh, Reckless and Wasted. Wow, that was just terrible. We <laughs> we had Reckless and Wasted 
with Forge taking on Ultimo, Maya, and Jay Rojo. Um, I'm not going to make any assumptions there as to who that was. I still do not know. <laughs> but this was a great match. Uh, there was one point where everyone hit basically a diving move to the outside on each other. Yeah, you had JT Casing going over. You had Braden Knight going over. And then while everyone was on the outside of the ring, Forge, Big Dog Forge going off the top of the top turnbuckle to the outside of the ring. I uh, I don't I didn't expect that. No, not at I, all. I I don't think anybody in the audience expected Forge to be going off of the turnbuckle. Right. Uh, senior referee, I mean, former senior referee yeah. of uh, NYWC. Yeah, and it was good to see Ultimo Maya wrestle matches. Uh, I mean, I guess it's a rare thing. But... Yeah, Reckless and Wasted picked up the victory with the party crasher. Yeah. Uh, they have to get shirts. That is one <laughs> thing that I am surprised at. Reckless and Wasted do not have t-shirts yet. I I would buy one. I, 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 J-Row took on Stockade in a no count out match. Uh, this came too because in the last match, J-Row won by count out. So in order to prevent that, no count out. Yeah, so Stockade ended up kind of shoving the referee towards the end of the match. And uh, J-Row hit a low blow and picked up the victory from that. Another solid match. Yeah. Solid so, match for the two wrestlers. But and I the, guess Stockade kind of just screwed himself by shoving the referee. Gotta control that anger, dude. You can't go shoving referees. Right, Price? <laughs> you can't do that shit. Alright, you had Athletic Inc. Uh, doing an open challenge. Yeah. Uh, Basically just gonna challenge anybody. Yeah. And then they announced that they're gonna be defending their championships against Rack and Sack. Dickie Rods and Nicky Adams. It's funny, I was going to say Nicky Adams and Dickie Rods. That's funny. What I liked is while Jesse Vane and uh, Matt Justice were like hyping up their open challenge and everything, I liked that the fans in the audience were actually like leaning over the barricade trying to get in the ring. I mean, yeah, they were children. Yeah. But even still, just they to see... children. They were children. Okay, you don't have to Michael. do voices. I'm voices on the show. <laughs> okay, voices. Yeah, they used to call me voices. They call me... Did you used to blow bubbles too as a kid? <laughs> yeah. No, I had a friend do that for me. <laughs> <laughs> Every time at the carnival, the yearly carnival, this guy Bubbles would come up. And I don't. Make, I always make my. <laughs> There's so many jokes that are going through my head about. I always make my friend blow bubbles instead of me. Yeah, good old so bubbles got, the clown. So that yeah, I got <laughs> child of memory. Yeah. Bubbles the clown. So many people in their life has blo have blown bubbles. I mean, I believe his. Uh, I believe bubbles was also uh, another friendly. I think bubbles was was friendly with Bobo. That's what I was trying to say. Oh, Bobo, I, you yeah. know, I would not put it past Bobo or Bubbles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, but this was a, a good match, good back and forth battle. I really like seeing Nikki Adams in the ring competing with male uh, with men. Um, as <laughs> what? There's nothing wrong. No, with no, because no, I, I thought like, it was funny because you said I really like seeing Nikki Adams compete with male. Yeah, I was going to say Mel, so then I was going to stop myself yeah. and be like, wait, that makes no sense. No, I, I completely 100% agree with you. I, I do enjoy seeing women in the intergender roles because women it, can go. Yeah, if you can go, then by all means, please go. Uh, the Big O came back after being I, – I don't even think we've seen him since he lost his NYWC heavyweight championship 
to Mike Mondo in February. Yeah, Athletic Inc. went to uh, walk out of the match, and Big O brought them both back out. And, yeah, through uh, the curtain. And Rack and Sack ended up picking up the victory. So we have new champions there. Yeah, Big O kind of getting revenge on Athletic Inc. I mean, Justice and Vane were associated with uh, Mike Mondo at the time where Big O lost his championship. Yeah. So it's, it's good to see Big O back in NYWC. Yeah. Of course. We had Aria Cadenza taking on, making her debut, I guess, or her, yeah, her first her match. Yeah, her in-ring debut. Yeah, taking on Debbie Kane with uh, Sammy Pickles. Which uh, is pretty much a, another debut. I mean, I think this may have Debbie been a, a singles debut, possibly, for Kane. Yeah, I believe so, too. Aria was with Crusher Dugan. I guess she's in... Is it still the Order of the Black? I'm not, I'm not too sure what they're going... I would assume that they're still going as the Order of the Black. With Crusher, Apollyon... But uh, Ar- Arya Cadenza with cr- having Crusher Dugan in her side, uh, in her uh, ter- uh, in, what is it, in her corner, yeah, is in her turnbuckle. Yeah, that is, that's steel. that's a good, I don't know, what a I'm good going. fit. It's a very good fit. And the match, man, oh man, what an ending to that match! I thought this match was a very good match. It was back and forth. Debbie Kane nailing a few, uh, a really good shoulder tackle. Uh, Cena-esque. Uh, you also had uh, Arya nailing a Vader bomb. Well, wow. Way to like, late my say, ending. Sorry. I was going to say you, that. You, hype it up. No, just, no, no, no. Rewind, no. rewind. And Welcome the- to Marking Out. <laughs> we always... That's the, that's every single time we rewind. I know. I we, we always go, go back, back to the, the intro. intro. Jinx. 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 Double jinx. jinx. What do you mean double jinx? I don't jinx? know. I just jinxed you. Did you? And you're speaking. Oops. But say Arya... My say my name. <laughs> Nobody's around you. Say people. Yeah, don't do that. Sorry. Arya crushed, completely, completely crushed. Debbie came with the Vader bomb. Uh, took the wind out of me just watching that. Watch, Watching her come down in the Vader bomb? That... <laughs> come took on. the wind out of me? Yeah. No? I don't know. Dude. You, 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 you poop? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, that was that match. Great match. Uh, Congratulations forward. to the both of them. Looking forward to seeing both of them more. Uh, Arya Condensa, though, is a force to be reckoned with. Yeah. I think she made her... I think she really set, sent a message to the locker room. Yeah. Maybe next Starlet Champion. You never know. We had Alvin Alvarez taking on Jabali Jr. Yes, the solution. Alvin Alvarez... Uh, I like this match a lot. Um, I like Jabali Jr., how he's an American lucha. Like, he has that American lucha libre style about him. Why American? I don't know. I don't think he's American. I don't, was, I he don't not, was he born in America? I don't know. Born in America? I don't know. I thought well, it was a good match. Is anybody really born in America? I mean, I was born in a hospital. I know that. Were you? Yeah. Psh. I mean, psh. Like I wasn't you born know. in a bathwater tub. Like you know. I mean, I was there. I was actually surprised by the by Alvin not picking up the victory. Yeah, he was hitting so many power moves during this match. I thought that there was no way to come back after taking that taking a beating. Yeah, Jabali Junior took up um, not took up picked up that victory. So what will we see next from him? Who uh, knows? Yeah. Uh, what we did see next probably was... the most over. I would say from the night, maybe I don't want. to Oh, this anybody. match, yeah. Uh, <laughs> milk chocolate came out. Uh, Watson Summers came out singing their same, uh, Say Something by Austin Mahone. 
say something. Yeah, I don't know that song. By Austin Mahone. I don't think I'm I know it. I'm not about to sing it. Is it? Oh, say something. That yeah. song? Wait, no, that's a lot more fast paced than I was thinking. You're thinking of. No, you're thinking of say. I'm not, I'm not going to say Um, You see. You're, there's another song called Say Something, I think. That's a slower down There's song. a band called, no, that's Say Anything. Yeah. Um, yeah, but Milk Chocolate came out singing, the, singing that song. Yeah. Uh, and then Apollyon Bill Carr came out attacking them. Apollyon Bill Carr, we've spoken about so many times. Yeah. Um, I give them, I, this entire match was awesome. I give them three stars up out of three. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Um, Do you know whose voice that was? No. Oh, okay. Why, who? I was trying trying to do uh, Marsh Marvin the Martian, maybe not so great. <laughs> I don't know. Um, there were a ton of good spots in this match that I really enjoyed. There was a spot where Summers was left in the ring vulnerable, uh, while Brendan uh, Watchworth on the outside and stock. Uh, um, Apollyon and Bill Carr were making their way back into the making ring. Making their way back into the ring. <laughs> Yeah, I just liked it. Yeah, there was the, uh, an apron powerbomb to Brandon Watts. That was brutal. Nasty. There was another, uh, some action taking place on the apron. Action is right. Yeah, Summers and Watts uh, giving the good old Eiffel Tower to <laughs> Aria Cadenza. Yeah, I mean, what else um, could you call it? Yeah, the Eiffel Tower. Um, for for what those else? of you who don't know what the Eiffel Tower is. It's where someone has you bent over, and you are taking it from behind and from the front. And yeah. then you proceed to high five over the top. Yeah, so it's shaped like the Eiffel Tower. Um, do you have anything else to note about the match? No, I was very. I thought it was, it was a, a great match. Yeah, yeah, it was one of my favorites, especially with the crowd involvement of the match. The crowd was very loud. Yeah, uh, for both tag teams too. Yeah, absolutely. They're, I mean, well deserved as well. And Apollyon keeps on keeps on amazing me. Uh, seriously, one of the most underrated wrestlers on the independent scenes, without yes. a doubt. Yeah. Uh, we also had Chris Stark taking on Rex Lawless. What a great wrestler Rex Lawless is. Not to take any away from, yeah, from Chris Stark. From I, just, Chris I don't know Stark. much from Chris Stark. Yeah, but. I think this is my first time seeing Chris Stark. Yeah, mine too. Uh, but Lawless has the size, has the ability. I, WWE, pick him up at some point. Yeah. Sign him. De- developmental. During, during the match, uh, Chris Stark actually grabbed a steel chair and went to hit Rex Lawless with it. Rex ducked and hit a big boot into the chair. So, yeah, he Rex also, Lawless picked up the victory yeah. there. I, I was a big fan of like his stalling suplex and fallaway slam during that, too. Yeah. Um, in the main event, we saw Mikey Whipwreck and King Mega teaming up to take on the NYWC heavyweight champion Mike Mondo and the NYWC fusion champion Blake Morris. Oh, flawless. I was going to say, oh, no flawless. Flawless Blake Morris. Which I think on uh, RF Video, where you could purchase this event, has it listed as two separate matches. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. But it was one tag team match. It was uh, a good good back and forth match. It was expe- I think it was kind of what you were expecting. I mean, it seemed like it was difficult for Mondo and Morris to keep the upper hand yeah. over, especially when you have King Mega in your in the opposite side of the ring. I don't know, as yeah. your opponent. One at one point, Mega hit a belly to belly. I think is it belly belly or belly to back suplex when you go like boom. 
Belly to belly. I think, yeah. I'm almost certain he hit a belly to belly on both Mike Mondo and Blake yeah. Morris at the same exact time. He nailed a huge big splash. And then he finished the match uh, by choke slamming flawless Blake Morris. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Woodbreck and Mega picking up the victory. This, I think, would you disagree? This has to put them in line to challenge, be able to challenge for those titles. Right? I'm I mean, amazing. maybe. Who knows? Right? But I mean, I mean, it, I think that one of them should be able to challenge uh, Mondo and, or uh, Morris after this victory. For the... Yeah, for the championship. Or they should at least be considered as uh, in a match for number one contenders. Yeah. I mean, they definitely left an imprint. Yeah. But uh, that was... What? Did you have more no, no. I was going to close it out. Yeah, that was NYWC April Rain. You could uh, definitely check out their next event at the Deer Park, uh, NYWC Sportatorium in Deer, Deer Park. Park. Yeah, sorry. Uh, Fusion, May 31st, 2014. Yeah. Uh, head on over to nywcwrestling.com for more information. And we'll uh, keep you updated on that card. Yeah. Um Musical interlude now? Oh, let me just say real fast. Uh, May 3rd, so tomorrow, Saturday. Uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, wrestling Dontaku takes, 2014 takes place. Where we're finally going to see the IWGP Heavyweight Champion Okada take it on, defending his championship against AJ Styles, um, who is one of the newest members of Bullet Club. Everybody knows AJ Styles is Dave. Do they know that he's a new member of yeah, Bullet Club? Yeah, they should. They okay. should know him. If you don't know Bullet AJ Club, AJ Styles, geez. Claire Lynch, everybody knows him. Uh, how could you forget? Jeez, bless your soul. Uh, bless your heart. Uh, damn it, bless <laughs> my heart. Yeah, big time, brother. Big time. Um, yeah, but this match, I'm looking forward to seeing. I'm curious whether or not Okada's going to retain. Uh, he has to with Ring of Honor, which leads me into well, that's Global Wars. Up, so yeah, with maybe, Global Wars maybe taking we'll place. See. I mean, Okada will be there. Yeah, I mean, so maybe, I mean, they ha- already have matches announced for the winner to take on Okada, but maybe we'll end up maybe to yeah. take uh, go against AJ Styles. Yeah, it could be um, where the championship changes hands in Japan. That'd be awesome for them to do that. That really would. That would be huge for Ring of Honor. What the, to have uh, the championship defended over in in. Uh, in Japan, and then there's a new champion, and that new champion has to wrestle at ROH. Oh, gotcha. That would be pretty cool. Um, next week on the 10th, you're going to have the Ring of Honor New Japan Pro Wrestling Global Wars. This is going to be the first event. In Toronto. Yeah, in Toronto, you Canada. You can go see Jim Ross's show beforehand as Ring of Honor's promoting it as a doubleheader. Yeah, this it's is going to be the first, like, I guess, combo show. I mean, no, well, cross-promotion show. I don't know. For them? Oh, for, and for uh, New with Japan. With New Japan and Ring of Honor. Jim Ross for a second. I was no. like, well, that's Friday night, not Saturday. You're going to see a ton of good matches. Adam Cole defending his Ring of Honor world title against Kevin Steen. You'll see the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Championship defended in a three-way as the Young Bucks defended against Forever Hooligans and the Time Splitters, Alex Shelley and Kushida. Uh, you're gonna see tag team champion uh, tag team match chaos Jado and Shinsuke Nakamura versus Hiroshi 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 Tanahashi and Jushin Thunder Liger. Now that Saban's done with TNA, could we possibly see him join up with maybe uh, Ring of Honor again to screw? Maybe we'll even see him 
uh, join the Bullet Club? Is that what no, you're trying to say? No, uh, get in between the time splitters. Well, that's what I was. Oh, try and mess with them. Yeah, get in between the time splitters. But they have a ton of other wrestlers from New Japan announced. You're gonna see Carl Anderson. You'll see uh, what uh, Takak. Oh, I'm sorry, I can't say it. Takaki. Takaki. Takaki Watabe. 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 Um, and I load more. Uh, go check it out. Ring of Honor. What is it? Ring of Honor Wrestling.com, I think. So definitely go check that out. And now time for the musical interlude. Uh, this one comes from Sky Burns Red. And the song is titled Human Malfunction. Yeah, we'll be right back here on Marking Marking Out. Out.
You just heard Skyburn's Red Human Malfunction. From the deepest depths of the UK music scene surfaces Skyburn's Red, an electric rock band with an orchestral twist. Go check them out on Facebook, facebook.com slash skyburnsred. Also go check them out on Twitter, twitter.com slash skyburnsredband. And you can check them out on uh, at skyburnsred.com and soundcloud.com slash skyburnsred. They will be releasing their debut album called Machines on May 16th. Uh, make sure you check it out May 16th. It is some awesome stuff. I am a bit, After listening to them, I am a big fan. Yeah. And I know that once you start listening, you will be too. Yeah, so thank you very much for contributing your music for our podcast. Yes, much appreciated. If you, listening right now, you listener. Brother, you, brother. Would like to submit a song or poetry or a little Nobody ever comedy. submits poetry. Nobody though. submits comedy either. Nobody submits so comedy. If you want to submit ever? anything, uh, if you want us to promote you a little bit, whatever you think would be funny for the podcast, send us an email, markingout1 at gmail.com. If you want to submit your own uh, Bray Wyatt-esque promo that we could throw in there as an interlude by all means interlude away yeah if you think that you could do better than if you think you got the what you got better than brandon what no i was gonna say if you think you could do the bray wyatt uh promo better than brandon it's not better than brandon Brandon's been cutting promos like that for a while now. So are you trying to say that nobody listening to this right now can compete with your promo no, no, no. skills? No, but you're comparing my promo to Bray Wyatt. Yes, they're similar, but I have promos like this. It's embarrassing. <laughs> but yeah, I have promos like this recorded dating back to like 2005, six. Yeah, so who's stealing whose gimmick? I mean, it's not public knowledge that I have this, but... And I used to cut promos like Boss Man and Austin. Really? Boss Man? Yeah. How'd that go? I used to have, uh, what did I used to have? I had like a pipe that wasn't a pipe and I would use it as my nightstick. And I'd be like, listen here, this is the big boss man and you're listening. No, not you're listening to anyone. <laughs> <laughs> but I would cut promos saying basically stuff like that. So, And you're from, I'm from Cobb County, Georgia. And you don't step across that line or else I will break you. I don't know. Sick. Yeah. You know what else is sick? Smackdown. Let's talk Smackdown. about some sports entertainment. There were no bads this week. Yeah, no. In my mind, Smackdown was great. In uh, no, mind, Yeah, though. in my mind. I had uh, a lot no of medals. I had a lot of medals. Yeah, let's go with the medals. Uh, Vicky Guerrero opened up Smackdown to set up a match for Monday Night Raw with The Shield. Um, to me, it makes no sense as to why WWE uses her sporadically like they do. I think it's kind of... Like, she's the general manager of SmackDown, and then you have Triple H and Stephanie. Oh, we want the night off. So, yeah, quote-unquote, we gave Triple H and Stephanie the authority the night off. So let's just have Vicky Guerrero come in and do what she does. I, I agree with you. I don't think it should be done like that. Same thing on Monday Night Raw. Brad Madox is the Maddox. general manager of Monday Night Raw. We barely see him. Like, there's no, it just it doesn't make sense to me. I don't like that. Yeah, I want to see um, a reoccurring person, yeah. I guess, in that role. 
Um, yeah, I don't want it to be a cameo rather than... Yeah, this led right into Paul Heyman having a de- the great debate with Zeb Coulter. Yeah, Cesaro with... with, 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 with Cesaro was with Paul Heyman and Jack Swagger was with Zeb Coulter. The debate ultimately fell apart when uh, Paul Heyman refused to answer and basically just said, my client, Brock Lesnar. That was a terrible impression. I apologize for that. I was, Conquered the street. I was a fan of this debate. I, I liked just, it. I don't. I'm getting tired of Paul Heyman. I, I am. It's funny. You're getting tired, and the more that I'm he goes into, I'm getting tired of that fact. That hold on. Paul Heyman. The more that, that, that he Brock goes Lester into, line. hold on. The more that he goes into the Brock Lesnar stuff, the more that I want to listen to it. And it's funny because before that, I didn't want thing, to. But it's just the same line. It over. is. But I also like seeing the crowd reaction with it. I yeah, but you, I can never. I'm a, I can I'm, never gauge a SmackDown crowd. I don't know. I can, because we don't know if it's edited. I was a big fan of the debate. Uh, that actually led right into Cesaro versus Jack Swagger. You know who's getting a text this week about interrupting, right? Oh, wow. You had more to say? <laughs> no, no. Let's move on. So, uh, <laughs> no, did you have more to say? No. Did you uh, have more to say? You had Cesaro versus Swagger. Cesaro picking up the victory in what I thought was a good match. Yeah, but I don't know. To me, this match didn't really do anything for me, and I think it might be because the debate before the match, like, it just, it just, that debate completely ruined. That's funny because, because of how much I liked the debate, I really enjoyed the match. I thought that that Cesaro doing, that Cesaro doing the Tiger Bomb was sick. I was a big fan of that. And then we even, we got to see the big spring, uh, big spring, the big swing and the neutralizer. I thought in this match, you can't go wrong. And you even saw Paul Heyman finally getting his hands on Zeb Coulter. And seeing them get a little bit physical. Uh, yeah. I, I think that we got a lot out of this match. And then after the match, of course, the Shield came out and attacked Jack Swagger. Um, yeah. I, I guess, guess we, getting... we're going to clump all that together, though, with the Shield attacking. But I'm going to mention it if it happens. Yeah, we'll mention it as we go along. But Just I mean, know those are in the goods. Yeah, well, let's just mention it now. Yeah, every Shield beating was a good. Yeah. Uh, up next, we had Tamina defeating Natalia. Uh, you like this yeah, match. Once again, I was a big fan of it. Uh, to me, it was just lacking something. They aired a nice video package of Paige before the match, and to me, this was a below-average match. I didn't even note that, but that package that they aired of Paige was awesome. I thought um, the ending of this was really weak. I thought for, for Tamina's size, the kick, it was just like, how, dude? How did you not just, like that? She Natalia does a kick up right into his right sidekick. It was awesome. I just I didn't like the kick. It it didn't look it didn't look how it should have looked in my opinion. I think it should have been like a stronger kick. I thought it looked poor, like I thought it, was, it looked great. I I mean, come on now. Uh, when you're doing a kick up into a sidekick, you don't you could you could throw a normal kick and it's still going to have an impact and you throw just, it a sidekick out there. I feel like there. it should have something it should have had some more impact to it, but I think this match with uh Page at Extreme Rules will be good for Page because it'll help build up Page in somewhat. Because, I think it's going to be good for Tamina as well, well. I think it'll build up Tamina to a status that I don't she think, should be I don't at. think this match is for Tamina though. I think it's to build up Page to yeah. show to show that Page Everyone, oh, Paige, she won the championship on a, like a fluke or whatever. She came out, she beat AJ. Now what? But I think Tamina here, is going to. I think it's going to help Tamina as well. But here, it's about, in my opinion, it's about Paige overcoming Tamina's size 
Yes, but so, it's going to help Tamina as well, though. I, it's gonna make it's going to be a good match, and if you're in a good match, it's gonna make that other person look good as well. I just I don't think it's I do agree that it is it is uh for Paige though. Yeah, well, I mean she's champion, so yeah. Um, but after there, there was a part during the match even where Tamina uh, pulled Natalia through the ra- uh, through the ropes, and Natalia took a nasty bump to the outside. I there was so much on this match that it was sold from and i was really expecting it to be a shit match because i saw on the spoilers i saw people kind of bashing it oh so people and agree with me no that i never said that they didn't no uh, i'm just um, saying like oh, at the end of the ma- people actually said the end of the match uh they weren't a fan of but when i so i went into this thinking it was a lot worse than it was so when i did see it i was very impressed i think you were just on the high from paul Heyman. it's it's possible after this match, uh, they went. They cut to backstage. Uh, this is one of the other Shield beatings. Uh, they took out Drew McIntyre and uh, Jinder Mahal, leaving Roman Reigns to go face to face with Heath, Heath Slater. Slater. He said, "Come on, man, we'll just do this later." Boom! Shield beat the crap out of them too. It was an awesome attack. Um, yeah, I don't know if we should be saying those after it. Why are we saying I those? Feel, well, because well, let's mean, just put those in the good. Because we're doing the middles. Yeah, whatever. Um, then we had also in the middles Curtis Axel defeating Jey Uso. I thought it, it was a pretty, it was predictable. Yeah, there was nothing really too impressive in this match. I am happy that they do on the during SmackDown. Axel, I guess, didn't have his uh, finisher axe, named yet. Axle. Yeah, I guess he's going to be calling it the Axle. Are they allowed to say that on TV? <laughs> I guess, but you're going to have a lot of kids saying Axel, Daddy, Axel now. At, I don't think kids care about that stuff. I, I think if you're a kid, you're going to be I think kids refer to John Cena's finisher as you can't see me. Nah. So, I mean, seriously, what are finisher names to the kids these days? I don't know. But even still, the um, I thought it was good. I thought it was bad that he didn't have the name there because he hit the finisher and they just... Uh, said he slammed his head down or something like that. Like, he hit him with... He, I don't even know if they said finisher. Oh. Yeah. Uh, you wanted to say this was in the goods, this part, with Santino and Emma versus Fandango and Layla. Which, I don't know if it was supposed to be them. I think, well, I they, think announced, it was supposed they announced to be... Santino and Emma, and then they announced Fandango and Layla. I thought it was going to end up being Emma versus Layla. I, don't, I mean, they. I think, I'm pretty sure they announced it Santino and Emma. So I, I think know. it was going to be a tag team match, but that match didn't happen because the Shield came out and destroyed Fandango. And I'm a big fan. I thought this was very good because a I'm getting tired of seeing Santino and yeah. Fandango in the ring so many as often as we have been. So giving a a week or two off of it is okay. And in the manner that they did it in, as it was the Shield coming out during Fandango's entrance and hit, hit him with a nasty triple powerbomb off the stage through two tables. I thought it was it was great. There was a weird camera cut during uh, Fandango's entrance where it almost looked like Layla like tripped, and then she put her arms up like to do the Fandango and thing, and it's like oh that was the part that you were talking about yeah because like she tripped and then like she put her hands up and it cut to another segment of her with her hands up. So I just I don't know how WWE could put something that was so terribly spliced together on television. I don't know. Nah. They should have. I know. I, I did. I honestly, I didn't notice it. I Even rewatched after you, it. I rewatched it like seventeen times to thing. make sure 
that I'm seeing what I'm seeing. So if I'm talking about it on the show, I don't look like a moron. Even a moron. Yeah, well, I almost said even moron. after. Even even after you pointed it out to me, I still didn't notice it's it. Because you didn't go back and watch it. Okay, I didn't. Um, now let's move on to the goods. Yeah. Um, do we just say right now? Let's go with all the shield beatdowns. There. Well, I mean, we said it. Yeah, already. we said it already. Uh, the Wyatt family promo inside of a steel um, cage. I'm cutting you off. We didn't say it all already. Well, Brad Mott, Maddox. Well, there's more. There's, there's but that's not in the goods. But that's not listed. There's more to talk about. After. No, so I'm going to toss it in right there with the Shield beatdowns. Yeah, well. They went into Maddox's office and they threatened him. And then Roman Reigns threw him right into the wall. And Ro- Ambrose jumped over the couch and started beating the uh, crap out of him. Yeah. I thought it was kind of a side that we're not. We don't see too often of Ambrose. It seemed like. Well, we don't like, really see too often of the Shield. They don't go around doing this. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, I feel anymore. like with Am- with Ambrose, I feel like we just don't see, like how he was making noise and like acting kind of like a wild animal or yeah. a loose cannon. Like, okay, relax, Dave. Sorry, um, <laughs> fucking Mark. Yeah. All right, on to but, the White family promo. Yeah, the White family came out, cut a promo inside the steel cage to promote their match against, or not their match, Bray Wyatt's match against John Cena at Extreme Rules in the steel cage. Uh, Bray just over and over again, repeating, singing, he's got the whole world in his hands. And it's not just him, it's that entire audience too. Yeah. Uh, this led into, uh, the. I think it led into it, the Wyatt family defeating Cody Rhodes and Goldust. Uh, which I have to note that I normally hate when people speak on the microphone and cut promos during a match. But I really did enjoy Bray Wyatt doing that during the match. I'm um, the opposite of you. I'm a fan of it at times when done right. Like when The Miz was doing it, which kind of fell off to nothing. Well, he went um, off in films. That, like if, if, Bad, if Bad News Barrett did it. I'm not, that's not I know, but it reminded me a little bit. If Bad News Barrett did that during someone's match or during his match, I would be okay with it. Yeah. Um, there was a part where... Oh, so on to the end of the match. Um, right? You have nothing yeah, else? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Harper picked up the victory because he sent Goldust into Col- Cody Rhodes, who was going off the top turnbuckle to the outside. Um, now we're going to see, I guess, Cody and Co- uh, Cody and Goldust have a little bit of more friction. Yeah. Um, at some point, this is all going to break down. Uh, in the main event, we saw The Shield defeating Alberto Del Rio, Bad News Barrett, Damian Sandow, Ryback, and Titus O'Neil, pretty much the only people that were left stand uh, that were left untouched and unharmed throughout yeah. the entire night. Uh, towards the end of the match, do you have stuff to talk about during the match? Yes, I do. Um, even before the match, whose theme song were they using? For... Del Rio and all of them. What what I was that know. theme song? I didn't notice. They used like a generic like a generic uh, jobber theme song. theme song. Then? No, I don't think it was SmackDown's theme song, and it was it was just like a generic theme song. I didn't even notice that. Yeah, um, there was a spot during the match where you had uh, the Shield diving to the outside of the ring, and I was a big fan of Bad News Barrett and Del Rio leaving the ring, kind of just saying "eff it, we're out of this match," walking out of the like walking away from everything. Yeah, where did Reigns come from? To nail that Superman punch on Del Rio, I did not expect that. I mean, I was very surprised to see that. Yeah, and then the end of the match, the Shield basically took everyone out except for Sandow. Well, Sandow was out, but then they put him back into the ring, and Sandow had nowhere to go and ended up getting hit with the spear. And uh, 
After the match, the Shield continued to beat down the competitors. Uh, I really don't see how this, how taking out the wrestlers, like, is well, gonna, I don't see I think it. it's great. Tele, I think it's great television, and it shows their but, dominance over no, anything that the evo- that Evolution Triple H may want to put in front I of them. I don't see how taking out wrestlers that Triple H, Randy Orton, or Batista wouldn't, like, they would never give the time of day to. I don't see how that makes them look stronger than Evolution. Well, you're not going to have them go after Evolution. Right, but I just don't see how that gives I mean, them an upper hand. I it, Well, it doesn't. It doesn't give it's, them up. I think it's supposed to. I don't think it, it's supposed to. I don't think it gives them an upper hand on Evolution. It just shows that they're dom- they're just as dominant as Evolution. I mean... Yeah, but Evolution, that doesn't, they didn't do anything. I just, I just don't see it. Alright, let's move on to some Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Night Raw. Where do you want to start it off? Let's start out with the only bad on our list. Um, that promo that ended Raw basically before the match. Can we have you do the Bad News Barrett voice for the bads? Uh, Am I putting like, you on the spot right now? No, I, I mean, mean I could get into character right now. I'm afraid I'll have some bad news for you. <clears throat> and I guess I can't. That ending of the match was really terrible. Who's that, Julia Childs? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so Flair with Evolution, that was awful. To me, it from from the beginning, when they as soon as Triple H said, Oh, buddy Ric Flair's coming, I said there's no way he's going to be on Evolution's side. He's going to be going for the shield. Yeah, and you that knew for he a did. fact that he was. Yes! Okay, relax, Dave. Damn it. That didn't go in? No, I thought that was. Yes! No? Yes! Yes, Gabe. <laughs> I guess let's just... Unmute. We'll say that the Rangers are playing right now and they just beat Pittsburgh in the first game of the second round of the Stanley Cup playoffs. There's nothing like the Stanley Cup playoffs. Um, it's so intense. But like I was saying, like my we apologies were saying, if I yelled into your ears. Yeah, it probably was really loud. But like we were saying, um, that flare stuff—it just didn't do it. He sounded like he was drunk. Did you say that already? Yeah, I said no, not on the podcast. But he did sound like he was slurring his words. But which, I'm not gonna say that he was. Yeah, not because, gonna put it out there. I mean, I'm sure everybody else will put it out there for us instead. I don't know, not for us, but um, but it just didn't do anything for me. Yeah. Like, oh. These guys are young. They're powerful. <laughs> okay, relax. And uh, and it just I just saw it from the start, going to the Shield. I think that the placement of this was awful. That should have um, opened Raw. Yes. As we get on with Raw, I'll tell you like what I think should have closed Raw. But that would have been f- perfect to open Raw. That would have been fine. Because then the fans would have been behind Flair. They would have been behind uh, the entire segment. And the crowd was dead. The crowd was completely dead. Yeah. I, so I think that goes with the placement of the match. So let's move this, on. Uh, let's move on to the middles. Yeah, sure. I think uh, Sheamus versus uh, Titus O'Neil. That start, Titus O'Neil attacked Sheamus. I thought that was great. Uh, Sheamus ended up picking up the victory in like 30 seconds when Titus uh, turned around after the ref rang the bell. Yeah. Well, God, no, they, they, no, no. They brawled through yeah, a little bit. Yeah, they brawled a bit, but then they, they turned around. They ended up turning around, getting the bro kick. 
Kind of WrestleMania 28-esque-ish-ish-ish. I, I, I don't uh, With the quick bro kick out of nowhere in like such a quick uh, amount of time. Yeah, but Titus O'Neil got got the upper hand for a good amount. Where you actually considered Titus O'Neil has a chance to win this Which match. Which I don't understand why he didn't. I hope that they don't give up on Titus O'Neil. That they actually have him face off against Sheamus. I want to see him attack Sheamus again on the entrance ramp. Even if it's not up for a match against him, I want to see that Who's out of Tim? Titus O'Neil. Who's him? Tim? Oh, him. H I M. Um, I'm a big fan of Titus O'Neil. We know that he has superb mic skills. You're a really big fan of Titus O'Neil. Yes. Then you have to do the dog bark right now. Oh, oh, oh! What should I do? Oh, 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 oh! Okay, moving on. Um, we had a segment: Dolph Ziggler and Hugh Jackman. Uh, Hugh Jackman makes his return to Monday Night Raw. The last time we saw him, he ended up hitting Dolph Ziggler with a punch. A Wolverine punch, which isn't a real thing, uh, during a match with Zack Ryder. And Zack Ryder picked up the victory. Uh, Are you not a fan of this segment? Like, I mean, we have it in the middle, so I mean... To me, there were some good, there were some bad. I thought For the most part, I wasn't a fan. Like I thought it played out. Sandow came out dressed as Magneto, and one of my favorite uh, characters of X Men. Just saying. really, yeah. But back into the actual segment. Do you think? I think that it really uh, lagged a lot. Yeah. I, I thought it could have been done within a shorter time span than it was. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, absolutely. I did. There were parts of the segment that I did like, though. I, I, I mean, of course, I popped when uh, Ziggler made the Ryder references and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, uh, mark, yeah. What? Nothing. I mean, hey. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's the one right that dances, now. right? Yeah. So... Yeah, there you go. Dances. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, and I like the, the hip toss that Hugh Jackman threw. And yeah. I thought, I mean, he's, I mean, it's cool that he's willing to do stuff like that in the ring. When he... I was surprised by it. I wasn't expecting the hip toss. Yeah. But I just, I didn't like the segment as a whole. It didn't do it for me. I mean, but we're not going to put it in the bats, though. Right. Because um, no, I was stuffed from that. Though. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Um, also, and now we have Alexander Rusev defeated Xavier Woods. Via DQ. Yeah. Our truth got involved. It's just stupid. Yeah, I don't I don't James. think that, yeah. yeah. I'm just kidding. I, I don't think they should have had... The, the pay-per-view match itself is Alexander Rusev versus Xavier Wood and our truth our truth why did I say truth? I don't think they should have done that kind of match. Last week we had versus Sin Cara. It could have been against somebody. And Truth and uh, what's his name? Xavier Woods. I want to say Consequence yeah. could have been out on commentary, and something could have happened on after the match. I think that this kind of like in normal storylines, this would have to happen, where the other uh, tag team or other group or wrestlers can show you that there is a potential of them winning the match. But when you're putting them in the ring with um, someone that you're building up as a monster, I don't think it's necessary. And I think it kind of changes the rules of you doing that in that manner. And I'm not a fan of that. Yeah. Um, up next, we had uh, Stephanie McMahon apologizing to Daniel Bryan and Brie Bella. I just did not like this segment at all. 
Yeah, I thought this was shit. It did lead into uh, Stephanie announcing Brie Bella versus Paige for the championship. And that's why it's in the middles. Yeah, so Paige versus Brie Bella actually ended up no contesting, which is probably not the right word. Yeah, but It went to a no contest. I, If it was up to me, I was going to put Brie Bella versus Paige in the goods. Um, there was so, a ton of spots I like. I like the top rope suplex. I like the Paige uh, kicks uh, to the chest. There were a few other spots. Why didn't you like it? I just maybe because the outcome, where like when so you, Kane came out. So you you don't like it because like I guess storyline got involved. Yeah, perhaps, probably, yeah. All I right. mean, Kane came through the ring and tried to drag Bree, I guess, down to hell. Dare I say, predictable? Not because I was about to. That wasn't. I wouldn't. I didn't see that happening through the ring, but That's, I saw Kane being there ringside somehow. That is actually what I did see happening, and I was about to tweet it, but by the time I was, I was getting, about to tweet it, but I didn't do it. But by the time I was getting out there, it already was in progress, so it was really no point. Yeah. Um, I mean, figure he already attacked him on the outside of the ring. He's not going to get to Brie Bella through the other side because Daniel Bryan's there. There's really no other, no other way. Yeah, so while Kane was trying to drag her under the ring, Daniel Bryan and Bree actually fought him off. Uh, then Kane got the upper hand and grabbed Bree again. <clears throat> Daniel Bryan nailed Kane with a wrench. What is this, TNA? Yeah. Uh, then Bryan got choke slammed, and Bree almost got dragged under the ring again, and, but got away. And Bree almost fucked up the entire segment. Uh, she rolled out of the ring after after Daniel Bryan gets choke slammed. She rolled out of the ring, kind of like trying to save herself. And then she rolls back into the ring and then, like, crawls to the other ha- uh, side of the ring. Yeah. But like, I, in I fear mean, of King. I, 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 I just think everybody in that whole entire segment, man, not everybody. The women in the segment needed better acting. Nah. Uh, Bad News Barrett defeated RVD to advance to face Big E for the Intercontinental Championship. Yeah, at Extreme Rules. I really, really, really wish people would pay closer attention to Rob Van Dam's matches and see what I see. I, I really, I can't. I can't. Um, I don't I, know I, what I it is. They just, I don't think Rob Van Dam is it anymore. I think he, okay, I'm, I'm not going to say that he is it. Were there, no, but were there points in this match that I even pointed out to you after the match saying, oh, miscommunication? No. There wasn't. You, yes. didn't, you didn't tell me during the match when there afterwards was mis- I said you said miscommunication. I'm like I didn't notice any. The only time that I saw some a uh, small uh, a small botch was where RVD went for that ISI moonsault on the outside of the ring, and it looked like he completely missed Barrett. Uh, besides that, I think it's just RVD style. No. And he, I don't. No, he's missing moves. He's not doing. That's cool. the thing. I'm not seeing. I'm not seeing him missing moves. I'm just seeing his style just not really like being on the same level. Back for a paycheck. I'm just not seeing RVD on the same level. Uh, his style on the same level as his opponents. Um, there's just something missing there. I don't think it's really. I mean, uh, this goes back on what I. I think this is different from last week, but I don't think this match was miscommunication. It's just he's on a different level. I don't know. But Cesaro came out, caused a distraction, and uh, after the match, Cesaro beat down Rob Van Dam. Jack Swagger round down and attacks Cesaro, and then RVD eventually got the upper hand and hit the five-star frog splash on him. Uh, we also have the main event in the middles, the Randy Orton versus Roman Reigns, uh, which did go to a no contest. 
I was a fan of this match, and I was a fan of the breakdown uh, at towards the end of the match, where Triple H, uh, but Triple H grabbed uh, Roman Reigns' leg, and then uh, Dean Ambrose attacked him. Then Rollins attacked uh, the other guy that was on the outside, Batista. I thought it was good. I was very intrigued to see Triple H and Ambrose go at it. I don't know. Were were you? I mean, not intrigued, but I mean, were I mean, you not excited to see them battle? Honestly, no. Just I feel like it's just it was all done. That promo before it was so stupid. It was terrible. So pretty much this entire show, um, a lot of the negatives that you did have on it some was, specific it was segments, of other yeah, things, yeah, from the Ric Flair stuff to the from the SmackDown. I mean, we might as well just say it now that it shouldn't have been the Shield and Evolution closing Raw. It should have been Wyatt's. Yeah, it should have been that Wyatt's. I understand that it's because they want to push Evolution because it's Evolution. But this pay-per-view, if people are buying it, they're not buying it for Triple H. They're not buying it for Randy Orton. They're not buying it for Batista. They're buying it for the Shield and they're buying it for Bray Wyatt. That's the only possible reason I'm why. I'm going to say Cena too. Well, Cena, yeah. Well, yeah. that I include inside the Bray Wyatt which, thing. Which leads me to say, F you to all those Cena haters, as I the always scene say. The Cena haters? Cena haters. No, the Cena haters. Scene that's haters. what they're called. The yeah. scene no, haters. the Cena haters. I'm good. Well, like, the, they're, his fans are the Cena Nation, and his haters are called the Cena haters. Really? That's what I'm saying, at least right now. Uh, yeah, I mean, I liked how uh, Triple H drew, like, launched Ambrose across the commentator's table. There were just many spots in this that I was a big fan of. Even when Triple H went for the pedigree and Seth Rollins made the save, I there was so much that I just liked with it. But still, I didn't like it more than that uh, Cena-Bray Wyatt segment. Which brings us to the goods. Yes. John Cena opened up Monday Night Raw like Bray Wyatt did on SmackDown inside of a steel cage. Uh, he spoke about how the time has really changed. And that he's always put WWE first and asked fans why he's, why they're drawn to Bray Wyatt. And they're not cheering for John anymore. He spoke about how one day he'll have to walk away. And guys like uh, Roman Reigns, Cesaro, Seth Rollins, Daniel Bryan even went as far to name drop Adrian Neville and Sami Zayn saying they all have heart, they all have passion for WWE. They're just like Cena that's when the lights went out and we heard the voice of a child singing he's got the whole world in his hands i i love this entire segment not i i don't think there was many people that didn't like it i no. like the fact that they when the lights went off and the as the children made their way to the ring the with the wire family the lights go off lights come back on and they're all wearing the sheep mask I love seeing the reactions. That was of when the, they were already at the ringside. Yeah, I love seeing the reaction of the fan, the audience. I hate the crowd. that I didn't that I didn't realize they all have the sheet mask in their hand. Yeah, I was actually surprised you didn't tweet that because as I'm watching that, I'm seeing them walking down and they're actually showing the camera view from like the back. It should have been from the yeah. It should have been the other. Yeah. Camera. So I mean, I guess that's a bam roasted to the camera people. You shouldn't be don't videotape from the back if you have something hiding in the back. But the, the the children choir being led by Bray all singing. He's got the whole world in his hands. That whole segment was just awesome. I don't remember a segment like this that I was just so engulfed by. My brother said that he saw people on Facebook even posting about it, and like non wrestling fans posting. It was genius. It was genius. It was written so well, and it should have closed Raw. Yes, 
But the one thing I hated from this segment, I I absolutely Was. hate. I hate when children sing. They all fucking think that they can sing like the fucking no other. They all think they're the coolest fucking person. You can't I, just let children no. enjoy it and have their fun. No, you can't. That that's that's why there's kids bop. You can't have kids bop. But this worked out though. This right. was so But they all have egos like, oh my god, I can sing. I know I got a voice. I can do it better than anybody else. And I, I I just hate children singers. I really do. Yeah, but you had to have the children singers because Cena is I primarily that. No, I understand that. I understand that. But I just I just don't like children singers. So are you trying to tell me that you don't like children singers? Right. It's like relax. Like relax. But this segment again should have earned WWE and Emmy. Or should earn WWE and Emmy. I don't know why WWE doesn't get Emmys. I yeah, really don't you're, get it. you're on television. I think they should be allowed to be nominated. Yeah, I don't. Especially is, being that you're sports entertainment. Yeah, you're not sports. Yeah, very much um, so. You also had the Usos defeated Red Maxwell to retain the championships. Were the championships even on the line? Yes. Okay. This match, I think, showcased Red Maxwell a lot, and uh, they really work well as a team. I, I like the whole ending sequence of the match. Yeah, the perfect uh, perfect plex to the splash. Yeah. I thought it was very, very well matched. We also had Cesaro defeating Jack Swagger, which I think this match was better than the one that they had on SmackDown. Now, that's funny because I, I think, thought that SmackDown was better than Raw. Right, and I think it might be because that segment that happened before with Paul Heyman that's and funny. Zeb Coulter. Um. Oh, and I made a mistake. Heyman didn't get tagged Zeb on SmackDown. Right, it was he on. attacked him on Raw. Yeah, um, but I was actually surprised by the end. Cesaro picking up the victory with a uh, German suplex pin. Yeah, I haven't seen that in a long time. Um, we also had in the goods Alberto Del Rio. Oh, oop, jumping. <laughs> Alberto Del Rio defeated uh, Cody Rhodes. I almost said Cody Rhodes. <laughs> Cody Rhodes. After the match, Goldust went to check on Cody, but Cody shoved him away. So just say it, Cody. Yeah. So something's going down. And I also I hate that JBL is cheering for Cody, and he's cheers for Wade Barrett on Raw. But yeah, then the you JBL go to watch Cole the JBL show. and Cole show, and it's completely flipped. And if you're not watching the JBL and Cole show on the WWE YouTube sh- uh, channel, you're missing out. Because this is... Okay, relax, Mary. We'll no, but this is some of the funniest stuff that they're putting together. And it's it's just... It's great. Would you agree or no? No, I definitely agree. Like, it is great. funny as hell. You're not going to ask me why I called you Mary? No. Because your hair has got that flip going? I don't know. Like Mary from There's Something About Mary? No. Um, you also and had three-man band defeated Los Matadores. Um, Los Matadores, I mean... What the hell? They could they could have picked up a victory over three man band. Well, for the first time since January 2013, Heath Slater's gonna win on Monday Night Raw. Yeah. Uh, after the match, Hornswoggle went to dive onto Los Matadores. Completely missed. I thought that that was a funny spot. That was. Um, and El Torito jumped up, and took out uh, three man band, jumped out onto them. And just to add, uh, I like the fact that the match ended that Slater was doing the implant DDT. I like that move so much. Uh, ever since Gangrel did it. Oh. Um, yeah, just a little fact. The last singles win by a three-man band member, besides, uh, b- besides Raw, 
I said, Raw was March 31st, 2014 on main event. Well, yeah. Slater versus Kofi. Yeah, but JBL made a reference that they haven't won since like past two years or something like that. When they just, he just won Uh in March. And the last time they won a tag team match was the Union Jacks defeating primetime players in November, uh, November 12th, 2013. So we remember. We do remember. And you should too. Yeah, but that was Monday Night Raw. I'm just going to add. I'm going to add one more to the good. One more little thing to the good. Once I flip to it on the good, where is it? There it is. The Make-A-Wish Foundation. uh, Yes. The video that they showed with John Cena. John Cena uh, getting up to granting number 404. I think think they showed 402, 404. Three, Three four, four. four, four. Yeah, it's good to know that we could count. I think, yeah. <laughs> Thank you this week for counting. I don't uh, know who that was. It was trying to do a muffin. Yeah, but I love seeing these videos. It really warms your heart. Um, I think Cena's now, they, they, they're releasing a book or something. Uh-huh. I'm almost certain Make-A-Wish, and he's got he's in the book. I mean, how could you leave him out? You know, God, like, God, real God bless John Cena, and God bless these children that uh, they are doing. Like, this is some awesome stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, moving on. So that was Monday Night Raw. Uh, uh, you outside the ring news? Um, well, besides that, I want to talk about WWE NXT this week. Tyson Kidd defeated Bo Dallas. You also had Adam Rose and Mojo Raleigh picking up victories over uh, recently uh, future Released. endeavors. Yeah, we'll talk about that a little later, I guess. Uh, we had the main event. Uh, Adrian Neville defended his championship and defeated Brodus Clay in a no DQ match. I like I like the way Brodus Clay is looking now. But the uh, main thing, basically, to take away from NXT, we had the the quarterfinal matches for the women's championship in the tournament. So uh, Sasha Banks defeated Bailey, and Natalia defeated Layla. So they both move on. I'm a big fan uh, with Bailey. They had. Uh... What is it? Uh, wacky, wavy, inflatable tube men coming out. Yeah, uh, uh, for her entrance. Like so I thought, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sell. Yeah, she okay. had those on both sides of the the ramp, I guess. Um, Sasha Banks picked up the victory following a backstabber and cross right into a cross space. Um, so now the only matches we have left are Charlotte versus Emma and Alexa Bliss versus Alicia Fox. Yeah. Any predictions? No. Hopefully not Alicia Fox. Um, I want I I want Emma to win it. Emma or I can't. Well, I the know. the person that I wanted I to want win is Bailey to win. Yeah, yeah, I wanted Bailey to win. Um, so I guess we're gonna find out more next week as that progresses. Um, we let's have go. a pay per view. Well, let's do the outside of the ring news first, no, let's and do then the pay per view and close with yeah. the pay per view. Yeah, sure. for sure. Okay. Um, we got the outside the ring. Okay, news. relax. You don't have to laugh at your own jokes. Yeah, funny. Uh, Natalia training with MMA, uh, training MMA with UFC women champion Ronda Rousey. She's also training with the rest of the four horse women. Terrible um, name. Absolutely god awful. Terrible garbage of a name. I just think that's like so marky, but whatever. I don't know. I think as a wrestling fan, you should. Be, I don't think there's a problem with it. Uh, we're the four horse women. Like, what the fuck is a horse woman? I don't know. Um, but I, I think I mentioned it on the podcast before. I think it would be great to see Ronda Rousey. Boy, did you. 
Did I or no? Yeah, yeah, you did. Okay, I still think that it would be great for re- the reality era of WWE. Um, Kenta. You want to go on? No, go ahead. Kenta. Apparently, Kenta is potentially signing a deal with the WWE, leaving uh, Noah. Um, but there's also news out there that it may not be WWE. What may- would it be? Maybe New Japan Pro Wrestling. Oh. Maybe New Japan Pro Wrestling, which was a huge swerve to uh, me because I wasn't even, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Speaking of Japan, though, for the first time, I believe in 10 years, uh, Hulk Hogan will be making his return with uh, WWE there. Last time we saw Hogan in Japan, it was his uh, match. Uh, I forget who he wrestled. He uh, ended up getting attacked by Jeff Jarrett. And that was his first stint in TNA. And then he came back to WWE. There. Then he learned his lesson. Well, um, not really, because he went back to well, TNA yeah. and spent years there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I guess unfortunate news. Bobby Brain Heenan suffered a shoulder injury getting out of bed. Um, and this is in addition to him breaking his back recently. Uh, due to all the cancer treatments that he's been receiving. Yeah. This is just very disheartening news to hear. Um, I really, I mean, growing up, Bobby the Brain Heenan was always one of the wrestlers, uh, one of the commentators that I loved to watch. Um, I love the comedy that he always uh, put on display for the shows. Yeah. So it, it's just really, it's tough the, the when I see stuff like the this. The beginning of Monday Night Raw, like the first yeah, yeah, yeah. few episodes absolute gold even him on primetime have, have you ever watched primetime very little of it watch primetime because though that's gold that's him continue the raw is just a continuation of his gold and speaking of primetime uh now for the wwe network roddy piper wants to host his own late night talk show i'm all for that for the network yeah on the network interesting i think that would be awesome i don't know if anyone would tune in i don't know if any celebrities would t- would appear well i mean they have wrestlers you don't have to have celebrities uh, i mean what did primetime was primetime mm-hmm. primetime was what it was a talk show and like a that's it it wasn't even it was just also, them sitting around a table uh they had skits too though no no oh i, I, thought I they don't know i mean they had skits but yeah, not okay. it, but fucking... not with those people at the table not with like I mean, with Bobby the Brain Heenan alter, uh, interacting with the Bushwhackers and stuff like that. Right. But it was never uh, like that. I don't know. Right. But I think Piper would do great. I would love to watch that. I'm a Piper mark. I'm over Piper. Don't care. Um, congratulations. Go on. To Kofi Kingston. For? For losing his 100th match oh, on television. Yes, look at that. He joins the ranks of... Dolph Ziggler and who else? Who was that person I said the other week? Come on, it's Dolph Ziggler and That's not, I'm not gonna, it's not gonna come Jack Swagger. All right, Jack Swagger. And you know who's uh, soon to be inducted or not inducted, but gonna be included in this uh, Zach Ryder's category at what ninety? Yeah, there 90? you go. Yeah, stop. Yep, yeah. Zach Ryder's at ninety, and ahead of him is the Miz at ninety four. Isn't that weird? How it's like these guys debuted in two thousand seven ish. 2007, 2008. By the way, Brian and Brett Major, uh, uh-huh. Brett Hawkins and Zack Ryder made their debut like seven years ago. Yeah, it's wild. Yesterday. But, so, so proud of the both of them. But it's like, is that weird that they have 
all those losses, they're the only ones. Like Chris Jericho, Big Show, Undertaker, all of them. Shawn Michaels, no. I think it's that it's, there's it's a reason that for new it. age jobber. That's the thing, I, and it's not a bad thing. It's no. not a bad thing. It's Don't just that it's, it's just the evolution of a jobber. Yeah, and it's not as it evolved. It's, it's yeah. not a negative. It's yeah. a. I say it's there's a good a thing. Saying it's good. Um, Unfortunately, uh, this past week, Lee Marshall passed away. Um, most recently known as the voice of Tony the Tiger, but he was announced. He was an announcer for AWA, WCW, and uh, even he was the the announcer for WrestleMania two in California when it was split. Tri Cities, very so, interesting. Yeah. A little bit more, uh, more news. Uh, WWE released the following WWE NXT wrestlers: uh, the arm wrestler Sarah Backman, Oliver Gray, Danny Birch, Shaw Guerrero, and Mason Ryan. Yeah, I don't. It's weird that Guerrero's like released again or gone again. I would assume that maybe she asked for it again, but. Uh, Mason Ryan, I was a fan of Mason Ryan. I um, was not. I always thought found him green as goose shit. I well, was not a fan. It's, it's, he's a lot different now, I think. And uh, his first, I think his first appearance outside of NXT and WWE will be Pro Wrestling Syndicate on uh, Supercard June 7th in Rahway, New Jersey. Yeah. I don't know who he'll be facing, but we'll find out. Now uh, we'll move into... Our predictions for Extreme Rules this Sunday live at the IZOD Center. Um, yeah. So, I guess kicking it off, the pre-show will be El Torito versus Hornswoggle in the very first ever WLC match. What is a WLC match? One can only assume little tables step ladders and little chairs if there's not a little chair in that match i will be so disappointed if big show could come out with a big uh big chair yeah. during that one match that he had hornswoggle or torito could come out with a little chair they better have a little chair um i'm gonna go first i'm gonna pick torito i'm going with el torito as well all right up next, we have the Intercontinental Championship on the line. Biggie Langston looks to defend his championship against Bad News Barrett. And I'm afraid I've got some bad news for Biggie Langston. My pick is with Bad News Barrett. I'm going to agree with you. That was I'm the going worst impression of Bad News Barrett ever. I thought yours was pretty good. No, I was talking um, about yours. Gonna, yeah, <laughs> I'm going to agree with that. Uh, you're going to have Cesaro... Taking on Jack Swagger. Taking on RVD. Yes, a triple threat match. I I have to say Cesaro. If it's not Cesaro, I'll be so disappointed. Yeah, I think that that would be big time dropping the ball if he does not win that match. So you're going with Cesaro? Yes. So we're three for three, boss. Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> Up next, we got Excalier. Wow. Okay. I was almost said Xavier Woods, but I was going to say Alexander Rusev versus Xavier Woods and R-Truth in a two-on-one handicap match. No word if this is a tag handicap match or tornado. I would assume tornado, although I could at the same time assume tag. Uh, I'm going Rusev. Uh, you can't pick anybody. Yeah, else, I'm but. going with Rusev. Rusev. Um, just to create variation in our pickings, can I go back? 
uh, to and change a pick. What Hornswoggle? No, I'm gonna change my pick of Cesaro to RVD. Whatever. Go right. ahead. I I grant you permission. Thank you. This way we so have some. Pissed. I'll be pissed. This way we have some. It variation. doesn't matter if we have variations, David. It's what you really think. I I can, You're not I can see it too. You're not granted the Ralph Van Dam change. Already gave it. No. Can't take it back. You gave it already. No, I ungranted. You can't ungrant. No. We have uh, the women's championship. Sorry, the Divas championship on the line. Paige versus Tamina Snuka. I'm going Paige from the start, Paige. Going with Paige. This doesn't seem like a pay-per-view that's difficult to <laughs> yeah. call. Um, which I hope we'll get surprises from that. Uh, we're going to have Evolution taking on the Shield. I'm saying Evolution, which I'll hate because I really feel like this thing is something that can go till SummerSlam. I'm going to go with the Shield. Okay. Good. So we have two different things. I mean, I hope the Shield wins, but for the sake of winning this, I hope Evolution wins. Yeah. But just because I could see this going to SummerSlam. I mean, it's only three months away. Uh-huh. SummerSlam. Yeah, no, definitely. It's, or even towards that uh, War, War Games match yeah. that they spoke about. Uh, we also have probably the most anticipated match of the pay-per-view for me or you, I would assume, Bray Wyatt and John Cena. Inside the steel cage match, uh, Eric Rowan and Luke Harper, I mean, they won't be able to get inside the cage, even though we've seen that in the past. I'm going Bray Wyatt. If Bray Wyatt does not win this match, WWE really, really doesn't know what time. to do. I'm, I'm going with Wyatt, Wyatt too. To no, if they did, if they have him lose to Cena at WrestleMania and then this following pay-per-view, that's stupid. Yeah. You have to, in order to continue this storyline, Wyatt has to get a victory in there. Right. And then the main event is an Extreme Rules match for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. Uh, Daniel Bryan defending his championship against Kane. I don't see Kane winning. Yeah, I'm going Daniel Bryan. I'm going Daniel Bryan as well. All right. So before I close my book, do you officially give me permission for that RVD? No. Really? No, because you said... Why? No, because you're saying just for variation, I want to No, this. but I... And then you're like, but I could kind of see Rob Van Exactly. Down. But, but what, you, can, you ultimately know in your heart... No, That you I don't. want to see Cesaro win and that you but, think it's going to be Cesaro right, to win. But I'm changing it to RVD for the fact that it's Extreme Rules, which is pretty much a RVD kind of a deal. Plus, I can see RVD picking up a victory by defeating Jack Swagger, leaving Cesaro out of the entire uh, finish of the match. Whatever. If you want to pick Dob Rob... Dob Rob Rod Dam? I was going to say Dob <laughs> Ran Van. Van. Maybe you're best off not saying that at all. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to pick Rob Van Dam, all go right. ahead. I, g- I gave my explanation for why. Those were our predictions. You could catch this not on DirecTV pay-per-view anymore. Another dish dropped it, I think, too. Catch it. nine ninety nine a month for the... WWE Network, it cuts out, it cuts out. I guess that's the the reason WWE gives. But um, Dave, you got any shameless plugs? Shameless plugs. going to kick off these shameless plugs with promoting everybody that promoted us during Monday Night Raw or throughout the week. Thank you very much for the support. We appreciate it. Uh, thank you too, and go follow. Uh, our broski at Ben Hendelis, 
Jasmine at Jas ah dang it. Jasmine at reverse Adam Saj. Dang it. I don't know, I do. I try oh, not to dang curse. Dang it. I try <laughs> yep. not to curse too much. Dang it. Uh, Sorry for anyone who uses dang it. At 29, Chris Demon. Justin at Justin DeRosa 316. Be to me at NYWC underscore sign guy. We, I don't think we saw him at the event. Was he there? I don't think so. I'm not I sure. Don't know I'm not positive. If, yeah, but someone that we did see at the event that I finally got the uh, had the privilege of meeting was Allie, uh, oh. listener. Uh, the Alley Cat at... Um, oops. The Alley Cat 1122. It was very, very nice meeting you and talking wrestling with you. Um, hope to see you at a future NYWC wrestling event. She's um, beating me in song pop, and I'm pissed. Oh, snap. <laughs> um, go follow Eric at Montreal Broski MTL, that is. Also, Wrestling Mayhem Show at Mayhem Show. Go check them out. Also, go check out the wrestling oh weekly w podcast aka weekly wrestling podcast you can go check them out at weekly w podcast also go check out jobber nation radio at jobber nation you can also go check out jobber nation radio.wix.com thank you to alex at secret smart special thank you and Shout out to Ring Rope Rebellion at Ring Rope Rebel. Also a shout out to Aaron at the underscore Aaron James. Thank you to Kate at Force Gladiator. And last but not least, Justin at J underscore Mac 13. Thank you all very much. Um, Going to backtrack a little bit. Wrestling Mayhem Show. Go check them out at Mayhem Show and go listen to them at WrestlingMayhemShow.com. And also the Weekly Wrestling Podcast. Go check them out at WeeklyWrestlingPodcast.com. Thank you everybody for promoting us during uh, Monday Night Raw or throughout the week. Thank you for listening. Much appreciated. Also, go follow Eric Alvarado. Uh, WXWC4 wrestler, independent wrestler. He is going for the WXWC4 Blast TV title, facing off against Stevie Shields, the current champion at Plainfield Showdown. Um, I think that's taking place on Saturday. So go check that out. Uh, go check that out, and go follow Eric at Eric Alvarado One. That's the number one, not spell one. Number one at Eric Alvarado One. Also, go check out, we, sh- we spoke about her earlier when we spoke about NYWC Wrestling, but Aria Cadenza made her debut, her in-ring debut, and it was awesome. It's always very, it's always a pleasure to see wrestlers uh, in their debut matches, just because then when they progress down the line, you could say, yeah. you could tell your friends, and you could I say, yeah, I was there, I saw that person's first match. Um, so go follow Aria Cadenza at A. Cadenza, C-A-D-E-N-Z-A. Um, go give her a follow. And if you're a, if you're a starlet in the locker room of NYWC, be on the watch. Be on the lookout because she's going to kick your ass. Um, those are my shameless plugs. Thank you very much. Brandon, you have any uh, shout-outs? Listen to Brandon's shout-outs because when there are shout-outs... <laughs>
It's honey. The first shout out will go to the Wayans brothers. Uh, I saw that they announced tour dates, and when I went to Ticketmaster, it had just Keenan and Damon's pictures, uh, which was cool for them to tour and everything. Uh, but when I saw Westbury Music Fair tweeted out the poster, and it was them as well as Sean and Marlon. Wait, are you serious? Scared the shit out of me. <laughs> Sorry. I legit, I actually legit marked out. And uh, Wait, like, when is this? Can we get tickets? I got tickets. It's wow. July. It's July Thank 19th. Thank you for inviting me. It's July 19th. If you want a ticket, I could probably get the ticket right next to me. I, I think I'm going to do that. July 19th. Let me know. Uh, but yeah, I marked out. I, I was always a fan of their show. And I think we're going to be seeing stuff like sketches, like In Living Color stuff maybe. I'm not sure. Uh, second shout out will be going to Applebee's because when I'm there, I'm definitely eating good in the neighborhood. Uh, I don't know if they use that slogan anymore. I was actually there this morning. But, uh, yeah, shout-out to Applebee's. I like your food. Uh, last shout-out goes to Goldust's new attire. Uh, it's his other attire that he returned to WWE recently with, but it's split down the middle with opposite colors on each side. Uh, and that's my shout-outs. I uh, guess now it's time for... this week since the only thing that I marked out about were the Wayans brothers. Oh, actually, uh, Mick Foley posted a meme of Hulk Hogan this past week, uh, yesterday actually, which is I guess Thursday for those listening whenever. I completely marked out over it. It's a picture of Hulk Hogan and it says, do I refer to Mick Foley as dude or Jack? And I thought it was funny. For those of you who don't understand it, uh, Mick Foley once played a character named Dude Love. Uh, Mick Foley also played a character named Cactus Jack. And Hulk Hogan is known for calling people Dude and Jack and Brother. Wow, thank you for clarifying that. Yeah, just because there's maybe some people who don't really know Hulk Hogan, may not know Mick Foley, may not know Dude Love, Cactus Jack, Mankind. Of course, I mean, come on, it's not really common knowledge. No, it's common knowledge, but it's like... Maybe there are fans that are listening that was before their time. So that was my mark out moment of the week. That was our show this week. That was marking out 169. You could look up this episode. Dave, you should help me close this out since you always get a jiggle, jiggle, jiggle laugh out of me. Like ruining what endings. just happened. Yep. Okay. Well, let me get right out into the mic. I don't no, know. Just, no. just go. Okay. All right, go check us out. Go follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash out. If you promote us during Monday Night Raw, the pay-per-view, if you promote us during Extreme Rules, we will definitely promote you. If you see us favorite your tweet, that means you are sold. You got it. You got it. You do not have to do anything else. You got the promotion. Congratulations, you are a follow winner. Follow me on Twitter at BTTG161. Follow me on Twitter at DaveTheRave underscore M-O. Also, go like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash MarkinOut. We go wish, listen to, uh, go go listen listen to past, past episodes, episodes. at MarkinOut.com. Go iTunes, follow, Stitcher. Go. Subscribe on iTunes. Leave us uh, feedback on, on iTunes. Rate us on iTunes. It'll help us out. 
You could rate us on Stitcher. That'll help us out as well. Yes, and please go comment on this week's episode. Leave us questions. Um, before we close it out, a special thank you once again to Sky Burns Red for uh, allowing us the privilege to play in their song, Human, Fu- uh, Human Malfunction. Go check them out, skyburnsred.com. They're going to be releasing their album May 16th. Go check it out. And we, we wish, wish you the... Best of luck in your future endeavors. Have Have a a marvelous, great, great week. Ah!